0: Okay, Rabboisai, we're beginning chapter 25 in the Marnavuch in the first Chelek. And uh, what the Rambam is doing here is the Rambam has been listing different types of uh, words. And the one we're gonna be doing today is Shechon, from Shechein, Shechina, Mm -hmm. which means in English to dwell. Okay, so, at first glance, to dwell seems to be a a, a a word with no action. You're just dwelling, like nothing's happening. Now, we know the Rambam has listed a number of words that describe a lack of action, and he's described words that reflect action. The lack of action words were yashav, Come, amad not and then the ones with action were avar, ba shav halach so now the rammim's got this one over here and uh we're going to have to try to understand what's the Yoshav yashav and shachan because they almost are the same Yoshav means to live shachan means to live but well, yashav means also to, to sit yeah but usually Vayeshev Yaakov well, of Yaakov, the Eretz Megureh of what does that mean? He wasn't sitting in a chair, he was living. So we have to know what the difference is from that and why we have certain descriptions. For example, we say Hashem is Yoshev Bashomayim, but yet he is Shochain down here, like in the Beis or with the Jewish people. So we'll have to understand exactly where this all fits into things. And that's going to be one of the main questions that we're going to have to discuss, is what is the difference between uh, shahan and Yashav, okay? And he is putting shachan with these active verbs, although it seems to be not an active verb. So we'll explain all this. shahan yadu'a ki zos hamila, it's well known, the concept of this word, Who has smodas ha it's the continuous staying of a person in one area. He's staying there for a while. Such as, about Avraham, who who was dwelling in Ol- uh, elone Mamre. That's when uh, Og came to tell him about the capture of Lot. So he was Shochain. So, what does that mean? He's living in Elon Mamre. That's the place he's at for a while. Or we have as well, um, when Yaakov, in last week's Parsha, um, after the story with Yehuda and before the story with Dina, it says, yisrael. It was like when Yisrael was dwelling. Okay? So, that means staying in a place for a certain amount of time. But we'll have to see what that means though. That's the well-known understanding of that. Now, that's one thing. The Indian, when we talk about uh, this idea of shchina of dwelling in a place, the person is staying in this place, in one place, in this place for a while, when living people are staying in a place for a long time whether it is in a general place let's say in a city I I, I, I dwell in Toronto or 452 Spring Gate okay. we say he resides maybe that's a good English word he resides in this place now, here's an interesting addition. But one thing's for sure, he's been moving around the whole time as a nation. He it doesn't just sit in one exact That's right. Spot. Right? Like, that the, even the guy who lives at 452 Springgate, he's coming to Westmount, he's going home. That's right. So you're moving around. Home. So this is interesting. That's why, vuhu Shochain he was living in El-Mam He was dwelling in in, in the, the place where he was at this point in time. Obviously, he's moving around. So it is a word that has movement, yet it's movement within a certain parameter of a place. Okay, that's the first idea that he's bringing out over here, and we'll see shortly It's more, as we'll see, of a temper. Even though you're there for a while, but it's not like completely sitting. As we'll see, the difference in a minute. This place sojourn. I I don't. Don't tell me to translate crazy English words. Sojourn. I know what you're saying. Uh, I think that's what they often. That's Megure Aviv. Sojourn means you're 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 living as a stranger. Yeah. You're living as a stranger, like a certain number vayeshev of Yaakov, and Yakov Yaakov dwelled. This was he was hoping for a degree of permanence. Right. Yeah, so, no, 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 so, and we're going to see the difference is by we're going to see shortly. Yeshev is more an idea of permanence, right. okay? And there doesn't have to be any movement, so to speak, but it's more permanent. While shchone, you're staying for quite a while, but it's not necessarily. Permanent. Right. In other words, you, let's say you're walking, you're passing by a place. You know, you're sitting at a rest stop on the on Highway 90. I wouldn't say you were shkun there, no. right? You just barely are there. You you stop. It's a pit stop. But what if you uh, you know you're moving in uh, for your uh, to do your master's degree in the university campus for a year? Yeah. So you'd say shkun. Okay? But if you uh, now, you've, you've come back to lay your roots down in yeah. this place, you'd say your shav. Well, that's it. Your shav means you're going to be here and you ain't going anywhere. Right? Shon is, in, in addition to the movement you have within this place, but it's not necessarily going to be permanent, as you'll see. What's the best example of that? That's what sojourn means, it's temporary stay. It's a Mishkan. Right. Oh, okay. The Mishkan is right. right. from Shechem. Right. Now, was it permanent? No. Now, could, it would stay for a while. Yeah. Well, it, it, when 42 it was, journeys in 40 years. But even the Mishkan got to stay when it was in uh, Shiloh. Shilo, 369. Right, but not forever. On the other hand, the Mikdash was not called the Mishkan, so to speak, because that is, was more temporary, uh, more permanent. Warmer. So it's more, even though there's Shekhinah there, mm-hmm. okay, but it's more of a permanency. As you'll see other examples exactly. going here. Rabbi Arnskroll says that God Shekhinah, is, God is from the skies, but he makes his abode on, on uh, he makes his temporary home on, on earth. A temporary? Yeah, he made, he makes a bone on earth. Yes, basically. Yeah, I'm But he said, "You already said he a He's is your shev, Yes, because the real permanent place of Hashem <laughs> is, is, is beyond. It's beyond the physical world. Hashem is not in the heaven. The heavens is physical. We say shemaim, we don't mean yeah. heavens. Yeah. He is in the beyond. He's permanently in the beyond. He can extend himself, so to speak, temporarily manifest himself. Down with us. So that's where you get the idea. Mishkan comes as well. Okay, fine. But now we got to see where how does this fit into God? So now, next paragraph. Who shall We use this figuratively. something that's not alive. Avol al But it still remains settled and fixed on something. You'll see what I mean in a minute. The remember will also say So something is settled, but it's not physical. We'll give an example shortly. Even the thing that it's uh, endeavoring to be fixed upon really is not a place or a place to stay, so to speak. And there's nothing living over there. And what's the example? The example is from Iyov. Eov ruled the day that he was born. That was a day that should never have been. He wished it never was, because his life was so terrible. And he said, regarding that day, he said, I wish. He said, tishko no on another A dark cloud should have been on my birthday. You know, it's like, it should have clouded up, early. you shouldn't see anything. Now, what is being shachan in that pasuk? The cloud. Cloud, cloud is not physical. It's not physical. There's no doubt. A cloud is not alive. And neither the day of which it is there is not a goof cloud either. That day, the day that I was born, isn't really anything physical. The cloud wasn't really anything physical. It's like a division of time, so to speak. And uh, just like, you know, time passes, so to speak. Okay, so this is the figurative one where something is settled, but it's really not physical. Now, once we have this figurative way with a cloud, we can now use it in the description figuratively of Hashem, which has two meanings according to the Rambam where Hashem dwells in a consistent way for quite a while or His divine supervision wherever the Shechina is residing so these are two terms that are interwoven uh, and we've already had this before we got the idea of something physical that manifests Hashem like a cloud or the light or whatever that represents that the Shechina is there, something much more thorough, but there's something physical that shows you a manifestation that Hashem's in this place. And obviously in such a place, you've got a lot of Hashkacha in that place as well. Oh, so we got it like this the she speaks about wherever you have a lot of ashkacha. Hushanemar, for example, when we describe the events of Sinai, it says the Kavod Hashem resided on the mountain. Or when the Mishkan is said, I will dwell amongst the Jewish people. Now the first one, by Sinai, that's a manifestation of Hashem. That's like the, the cloud and all that kind of stuff. But the it says, So what's inside the Jewish people? It's nothing inside. <laughs> no, the Pratis, the supervision, is there. So it's much more of a external. Well, I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> Could be internal, right? Or the Pasuk. And now if you can please click the one on the top, it says Deuteronomy 33, 16 and Rashi. Up, 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 up. Right there. Okay. No, where is it? Go 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 down to thirteen. This is the brach of the gives Yosef. Uli Yosef Omar Meforecha Sashem Art So Shemay What's going on? Umi Tahas. I'm sorry, that's not the Posik. No, we want I'm sorry, keep going. Keep going. Sixteen. with uh, the bounty of earth and its fullness. Uh, Uritzon uh. What does that mean? The English has a lot of trouble explaining what Uritzon means. And the favor of the presence in the bush. Go to the right side where you see Rashi. Scroll it down. You want to get the one that's just a little... Uh, 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 no, no, no. Up, 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 up. A little more, 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 more. Ritzon The last two words are the equivalent of Shochain Sneh. The meaning is, and may his land further be blessed through the favor and satisfaction of the Holy One, blessed be he, he, who first revealed himself to me in the Sneh, the burning bush. So shochni snare Hashem shochan dwelt in the snare in the bush. That is an example of a manifestation of Hashem being in that place. So in the first and the third, it's what we call it's Hashem. What is shochan? What stuff? is what is resting? A created essence that Hashem created, Imagine. showing His closeness, and that's shochan. It's in this spot. Okay. Or, but the middle one, there's nothing, Hashem is inside, so to speak, a manifestation of Hashem. It means that people will experience. Okay, that's what he's saying. And there he can, t- now, now let's, you can X this one out, but just, just go back to the white guide for the perplexed, to the left. We're there, we're there. Oh, you're there, fine. Thank you. So now he says anything that comes from this type of action, that can be attributed to Hashem. Now, so, it could be either talking about the Shina staying for a while, the light that was created in that place, or the continuation of Hashkacha in a certain area, everything as the context would suggest it should be in other words sometimes it makes more sense to say the Shekhin is a created entity of Hashem and another time it's talking about the Ashkoch of Hashem is there but the main point he's saying is we're talking about that Hashem is Shachan, that Hashem is resting His presence it means that there is something from Hashem. Hashem, not of Hashem, but from Hashem, that is consistently in a place. So just like a person could physically be in a place, so something that Hashem creates as a physical representation of the manifestation of Hashem, when Hashem puts the cloud on the mountain, so that's the shachanti I cause to dwell for a, a certain appreciable amount of time, but not permanently, as opposed to fleeting by Staying for just a moment, staying for a while, but not being permanent, uh, or the hashkacha that Hashem has with this. Now, what's the connection with the snare and Yosef and all these things? Whoa. So, one of them first explains. Well, what was Hashem really saying by putting the fire in the snare, and that's a manifestation of Hashem. What is the message that Hashem is saying to the Jews? He's saying no matter how low you are, I haven't forgotten about you. And what's going to be, you're in the lowest of the place and I'm going to take you to the biggest of the places. All right? So uh, my Shechina can be here and or you could say, and you'll see going together is ashkacha, obviously, but my Shechina is here when you're in a low place to get you to a high place. Okay? Now, why is this the Baruch Yosef? He was in such a low place. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know I mean? Yosef is the Merkava, the chariot for the Shekhinah in the Gauls. That's the concept. Yosef, that's a Yosef, Mashiach When we're looking for where can we find the Shekhinah in the Gauls, it's with Yosef. Yosef is able to find where the Shekhinah is in the Gauls. Where Yosef, he was in the Gauls of all Gaulses, he remained a from Jew. How was that? Because Hashem was with him. Hashem, Exactly, Hashem was with him. That little bit of Shechina was with Yosef and there was the, uh, what do you call it? The Hashkacha Pratis. Now Yosef was in the lowest place and he enabled the Jews to go to that lowest place but still be the highest place of the lowest by putting us in Eretz Goshen. And that's what Yosef was doing. He was uh, charting out the land for the future Gaullis. That's like the snap. That same idea. Preparing us, because when we first went into Gulfs with Yaakov, this could have been a terrible experience. Right. So Yosef was able to find that shina, so to speak, and to take us from a very bad place. Being Even though it was here just Yisrael, but there were strangers. They would have been in the worst place of Egypt. So they ended up for their spiritual benefit in the best place of Egypt. And that's the same idea of the Mashiach ben Yosef. Mashiach ben Yosef is for the Gulls. That's the leadership in Gaulas that we have to believe that there is still Hashem's connection with us in the Gaulas. We don't have to give up our Yiddishkeit. Then, of course, Mashiach ben David is where the Shekhinah manifests in a much more permanent way. But isn't it the same? You can't have Mashiach ben David until, until you have Mashiach ben, ben Yosef, ben yes. He's the enabler. Yes, but what is clear over here is this idea of Shachan, and that's as we said before, that Hashem is Yosef bas Shamayim, right? He's mamish in the heavens. And that's his permanent abode, so to speak. His permanent place of perfection where nobody else can sit over there. But then yet, he'll be shochain amongst the Jewish people. His shekhinah will be in Eretz Yisrael. It'll be with the Jewish people. It'll be in the on Migdash, etc., etc. And that is like a moving shekhinah. Why is that a moving shekhinah? Depends on us. So it's just like the idea of shekhin, you can move around a little bit, so to speak. So Hashem, so to speak, moves around so far as his relationship with us. Now there's a lot of discussion, just to share with you a little bit of exactly what is going on with the explanations of this Shekhinah being a manifestation of, of Hashem or not. So just tell you a little bit, Martin, your book, it's on Tof Kuf Bay's the middle paragraph of the commentary. Where it says that <laughs> Semach Cedek so one of the Labavich Rebbe's brings down um, uh, in a lot of places the Rambam and other Rishonim that talk about the Shekhinah as the Or Nivra, a created life light. He brings down from Reb Ram Bibagi, whatever his name is, in a certain Sefer that the light is created. It's a specific light. That Hashem is manifesting in that place, and it's a physical light. It's actually a physical light that Hashem creates to show this is a place where Hashem manifests more. But it's not Hashem; it's something that Hashem created. Then he brings in his sefer Avodah Kodish, He wonders on that: what do you, what do we need this light for, right? Uh, and really, you know, really, he thinks this isn't really a physical light but it's an or sichli, it's an intellectual light, okay? And therefore, it's a debate exactly, is it a physical light or an intellectual light? And therefore, but it manifests, but the point is, but it manifests in a certain place. In other words, there's a big machlokas, doesn't mean there's an actual light, you could see this light, and it's a creation of Hashem to show you that Hashem manifests himself more than others, or is it, a, and Obavich this early one, seems to say it's more of a physical light that enables you to see, meaning intellectually, for that. So why is it in such a certain place? Because that's the place where you're going to find it. He gives a very nice muscle very nice muscle Let's say you come up with a brilliant idea, okay? And what happens? uh you write it down on pen and paper so now did the pen did your finger come up with the idea no what do you mean it wrote the idea no, but it did. <laughs> okay it didn't. so what what's the relationship between the pen and paper in your finger and your mind well, it manifests what was in your brain okay was the brain on the paper no so how do the words get on the paper? The words got on paper because of the pen and the paper. It's on the hand and the hand. And the hand. The hand. No, it came from the brain. Right? Right? Now the hand cannot understand what's going on at all. The pen doesn't understand. The paper doesn't go on. That's a mu- perfect muscle of the revelation of the means of Hashem, even though it, it's enclosed within the cleat. So, you're going to say the ideas in the hand, the ideas in the pen, the ideas in the paper? No, it's a revelation of what's going on over here. Okay? So, now it's either a light or it's a prophetic understanding of reality that manifests in this place. Obviously, such a place will also have a lot of hashkacha, obviously, because that Hashem has got his thumb right on the scale, so to speak. Because if you see the light, there's obviously has the incredible pratis over there. And if you're getting a, a, a vision from Hashem, there's incredible pratis as well. So there may not necessarily be anything physical that you're seeing. So there's a big debate in this place. When we talk about the Shekhinah, it's not so simple. It's a big machlokas. Is it really an actual light? light yeah. or, or was it the light of understanding? like I see the light, you understand realities. Like uh, like we said at Sinai, we saw that which was heard and we heard that which was seen. So and, and for, an idea can be clearer than daylight. Or you can do the compromise. For the ignoramuses, they saw light. They're not gonna, how, how's God? They're not smart enough to understand anything. So, someone gives a light so what do they see a light a light okay anything deeper about it, reality no but the big tzaddikim it's the light of a concept of a Kaddish Baruch Hu that is even clearer than what the light provides so it could very well be that we're both but therefore there's no connection of Hashem so to speak residing in a long term basis it's a manifestation of Hashem of that Shekhinah and it's something that moves when you're talking about shachain, it's something that's going to move well, the Beit Hamikdash was not called a Mishkan. That was Mamish. The base Hamikdash, Hashem is sitting over there, so to speak. That means that was His place where nobody else really could be the Kacha and, and things like that. And that's how we get to these. So now, to summarize briefly, only take another two minutes. Um, really, if I was a good boy, I'd go through every chapter and write down the one word in the explanation. That's when I'll have some free time on have vacation. But we start with these six chapters from 19 to 25, seven chapters. We started with Malay, which means the full. But we said, what does it mean? It's something that testifies to Hashem's perfection, where Hashem can fill a person with Hashem's wisdom. And that's when Hashem, we says, the approach of Hashem to man. Hashem wants to fill man with God's wisdom. Okay? So that testifies, just like the world testifies to Hashem's creation. A Navi, who comes close to Hashem, can testify to Hashem. Ramven, saw, but still Hashem has an elevated status, which is elevated over man. And therefore, when Hashem wants to come to man, he has an elevated status. And what can he do? Just avar, pass before man, distract him from what he wants to see, but he only gets to see the back. And what does that mean? The way God operates. And then we have Ba, which is the occurrence of the Hashraza, Hashchina, which is temporary. And then Hashem can give the nevuah, so to speak. And then it's Shuva or see it goes away, it's a disappearance, the prophecy goes away. And you're left with Halicha. Halicha, we said one meaning, is to emulate. So now you're left to emulate Hashem. And now in that marriage, shakha, that marriage, the Shekhinah can reside in him again. So this is how we take the six ideas. And we're showing this is the genre how Hashem makes his quote-unquote movement to man. Since Hashem is molly, and he wants to create man to be molly, molly means something that testifies to Hashem's perfection. Even though Hashem is elevated beyond that. So when he has to interface, he'll distract man from the true essence of Hashem, Give him an essence he can perceive. And Hashem will come to him temporarily with the appearance of the Shekinah, the prophecy. Hashem will take it away. Then he'll want man to emulate Hashem. And if he merits, then Hashem can, can rest that extra amount of knowledge that Hashem shared with him can remain with him forever and can be sholten with him. That is the gist of these six uh, chapters. Questions, comments? Way too hard to push. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 26 starts a next section. Amir Tshem. Okay, a <laughs>